What is up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, it's time for the flagship 3FN podcast. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we're going to be doing a patron-suggested episode as we're going to review the 2017 movie Brawl in Cell Block 99. But before we can get there, I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First of all, let's introduce the man that just this past week came not one, not two, not three, not four, but five numbers short of winning the Mega Millions, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. I tried so hard, but I just couldn't get those numbers, damn it. (laughs) You're so close, yet so far away. And of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. This is diesel what's up my bitches i'm gonna give you a, a quick warning i'm still uh, a little under the weather a lot better i feel a lot better but the little cough is there so please excuse any coughing you hear and you might hear some from diesel too we tried to at least do it away from the mics but i apologize in advance if you have to hear some because it, it might have to happen yep but now let's jump into the meat and potatoes ron how has been your week uh shit shit and more shit because we decided you know the northeast decided to get hit with two storms and you know with my job when you get hit with storms during the day, it makes everything down the week go like shit. So, missed the Wednesday group, and then Friday did our Friday group, and we started Storm King's Thunder because Tomb of Annihilation won. Yep. So the tomb won. So we started Storm King's Thunder, and actually, the group got their characters made, and we actually started a little, and they're actually playing pretty good right now. So we'll see <laughs> how this goes. All right, Diesel, how's been your week? I never signed up for cock and ball torture, but yet here we are. <laughs> it's been a rough one of work, car issues again, just work. It's just been fun, but we're, we're, we're starting to like see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to hopefully start picking up and doing more fun things sooner or later. And I just, uh, this winter sucked. <laughs> yeah, you've had a rough one. Yeah. So hopefully it does get better real quick, real soon. Uh, my week was, uh, other than dealing with being sick and snow and work and all that happy jazz, I did get to go up to Geneva to get to see our good friend George for the Royal Rumble. I had a really good time there. Yeah, shout out to George. Uh, had a really good time. Watched the Rumble. I had a real, it was a real fun event. Uh, if you want to hear all about our thoughts on that, tune into 607TWS, anywhere you get podcasts by searching 607TWS. And of course, myself and Ken M will be talking about it this week on the show as we were review the whole show but it was a lot of fun to spend some time and then uh, of course i did what a lot of americans did and watched football on sunday but uh yeah to say that it was uh yeah yeah i'm not a big kansas city chiefs guy as i'm a raiders fan (laughs) so i was not excited there and of course uh you know i don't really give a fuck about the eagles but i i just don't you know it, it is what it is what are you talking about it's 2023 i thought it was the bills year Oh, yeah, buddy. Ken Ham is really going to enjoy that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it was kind of a strange one. I will say this, MVP of the football weekend, the Zebras, <laughs> the referees. I mean, uh, the, mind you, I have no dog in the fight. So yeah. when I'm like, 
you know, you hear people whine and they just go, well, you're, you know, they're just a fan of the other team, so they whine. I had zero dog in the fight. Yeah. I was like, there's some real suspicious <laughs> calls going down. That's what it, I thought too. But it was kind of one of those times where if somebody was like, you know, it's a work, right? I'd be like, you know, mm-hmm. I worked in the wrestling business. I should be able to spot a work. It, it, it's feeling like a fucking work. I'm not saying it is. So before people come get me, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's about as legit as boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Is as legit as a Jake Paul boxing match, to be more specific, Uh, or a Pride Fighting Championship (laughs) match. Uh, That was that was funny when that came to. We'll give you, we'll pay you, but we'll pay you ten times the amount if you take the dive. Yep, those were great Pride stories, by the way. Well, that's going to do it for how our week was. I hope everybody out there listening right now had an amazing week, and I hope you have an amazing week coming up as well. Before we can get the party started, though, we got to take care of just a slight little bit of business. It's time for some shameless plugs. That means if you would like to find any information about the 3FN podcast at all, whether it be our social media links, whether it be, you know, like the Patreon links or anything else, visit 3FNpodcast.com. Get your one-stop shop. All the social media links are there. The link to Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. That is there as well. Also, while you're there, check out the T Public link. Check out friends of the show, like the ODPH podcast. While you're at it, check out the musical directory and support some of the bands who support us with their great music, uh, especially our good friends at Shout at the Robots who provide the theme music, Fail Better, for the 3FN podcast. Shout outs to them and make sure you're checking them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out the sponsors of the show who bring this show to you commercial free. And because they do that, we're going to give them a shout out right now. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And then... In the 607, if you want to put the pride back in your ride, Diesel, who do you call? Call Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you. Then we got our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. That's right, it's going down August 25th and 26th at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. Of course, if you want to find out any celebrities are going, uh, vendors that are there, any kind of information about it, go to SciFiHorrorFest.com. And last, but certainly not least, our good friends at Dubby Energy Drinks. Dubby is waging war, and they have said they're waging war on big energy. Join the revolution. Try Dubby out. Of course, if you go to Dubby, D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, and try any of their products at checkout. Make sure in the promo code box you put 3FNPOD. That's right, the number 3FNPOD, and you will get 10% off your order. Here's the good part. If you end up enjoying Dubby and want to order more, you can use that code 3FNPOD every time for 10% off every single time. Thank you for Dubby Energy Drink and you being a sponsor of the 3FN Podcast. And once again, if you forget any of those links or anything we just mentioned, they're all right at the website, 3FNPodcast.com. That's right. Get a little bit in there. Give me a breath back. Sorry if I botched anything. And meanwhile, in the middle of that, I I had to have a lodging in my mouth, so I was trying to move it around, and it was making it a little too uh, hairy, carry, if you will. See the pains that I go through for you guys, and I do apologize for it. But trust me, I'm less than a hundred percent, and I have been for quite some time. So. I don't know how I'm living through it, but I will tell you what, enough about me, enough about all this garbage, enough about the shameless plugs. It's time to hop into the show. And you know, like we have to start it off with the segment that 
drives all the girls to the yard. And that, of course, is... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Well, we got a quiet week. No major new movies in the top five, but uh, we do have one debut and coming in at number five, uh, Pathan, a foreign film that came in with $5.9 million over the weekend. Okay. Uh, coming in with another $6.4 million, Megan. For its fourth week on the list. Hold it in there. Uh, For its fifth week on the list, A Man Called Otto with another $6.8 million. The wider it opens, the more money it makes. That's good news. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, pulls in another $10.6 million for its sixth week on the list. The kids love that Puss in Boots. And I'd rather go see Puss in Boots than go to see Avatar, The Way of the Water, for its seventh week with another $15.7 million. Well, you've only got what, what two, technically one more week of number one before Quantumania, brother. Yep. Because I doubt the Quantumania will do under that amount of money. People are excited for that, Kang. I'm hoping. All right, Diesel, what do we got upcoming? All right, coming out this week on February 3rd, we have the new animated movie, Sword Art Online, the movie. We have Bosch and Rocket, The Amazing Maurice, Edie for Brady, and our pick for next week, Knock at the Cabin. That's right. We'll be doing Knock at the Cabin for the 3FN Movie Club review next week. And you never know. We might decide to do Edie and Brady the next week. That's one of the things that is in the talks, if not something older. So stay tuned for that decision. Yep, because on the following week, on February 10th, our only options are She Came from the Woods, Hussara the Bone Woman, and Magic Mike's Last Dance. I mean, I, Ron is going hard for that movie, <laughs> going, and I am using hard <laughs> as an eye. You know, it really is rock hard. That's gonna, my voice is going to suck for that one, but uh, it was worth it. Uh, of course, the week after Quantum Mania, so, and then it's like a fucking, like we were talking about it on the Patreon break, there is like a, a murderer's row, if you will, of movies yeah. back to back to back, because we got Quantum Mania, Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Bear, Creed Three's in there, Scream 6. All sorts of great cocaine things, bear. you know. So we got like a two month stretch of like brand cocaine new bear. movies. Yes, cocaine bear is what we've all been waiting for. Are Although you know the- what, I would say that uh, that would be the smash hit of the year. But Diesel, you know what comes out this summer, right? The hottest, the sequel to the greatest summer blockbuster of all time, Diesel. The Meg Two Electric Boogaloo. That is right. That is legit <laughs> coming out this summer. So, and trust me, we will cover that movie. <laughs> oh fuck you! Yeah, oh we yes, we will. Are we doing the Fathom event for? I think we are going to do the Fathom event for Blood and Honey. Uh, So we are going to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know if that's going to be an exclusive to Patreon or maybe an extra episode. We'll find out. We'll we'll, we'll play the field after we see it. It depends on how how good it is. It's just on a Wednesday, so I just need to make sure. Yeah, I got to make it. We'll get tickets. That's the day before Quantum Mania, too, so it's a two-movie week. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So we are going to go see that as well. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff coming out very, very soon. But Diesel... I think we've got a top three for the fine folks. All right. This week's top three is your top three favorite movie or TV prisoners. Prisoners. Not movies. The actual prisoners. Yes. And <laughs> and to be clear, it's got to be the fictional characters. Yes. Fiction. I mean, they could be based on a real character, yeah. but it has to be in a movie or TV show. Yes. We can't just pick, uh, you know, like a real. Like, so OJ Simpson's out. Bill Cosby out. Yes. Hey, just throwing it out there, so I don't want to hear it. Now, if they played a prisoner in a movie, then you can go ahead and throw them in. Now, if you go Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, I'll allow it. We, we allow it. We allow it. Although, he didn't go to prison in that movie, no. so that'd be a little rough stretch. Although, I think, can, can we get away with, uh, well, no, because he gets freed. 
was going to say we could get away with Kevin Spacey uh, if you go with usual suspects, but he gets out of <laughs> yeah. it. He does get arrested in uh, seven, but he doesn't know ever, he doesn't make the prison. Yep. So I don't think that counts. So the, the, we're getting loopholes here. Loopholes. Loop we're getting all we're getting them all over. No, not loopos, which is a local speedy joint. If you're not from Was. the six oh seven, well, yes. If you're not from the six oh seven, you don't know about speedies, but you should. That's the one claim to fame we have here. Then Rod Serling, technically. Yeah. Eh, there you go. Well, uh, my top three. Uh, number three is uh, a man that I fell in love with on a little show called Oz, and that would be Beecher. Yep. By the way, I always love the fact that Beecher was also in Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> and in other movies, he's a great actor. But uh, I, I, I love him on the show. You meet him, he's timid. He shouldn't be there. And then it goes quite the opposite direction, if you guys are familiar with uh, Oz. Yep. <clears throat> My number two prisoner of all time. Man, this is where it gets hard because my number one is also from from Oz. I just want to let you know that. Uh, but my number two prisoner of all time, man, it was a toss up, and I'm forgetting the character's name because I didn't want to look it up because we we get you know we do this off the top of our heads. By the way, folks, we don't plan this in advance. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Uh, but it's Sean Connery in The Rock. Yep, oh, great yeah. character. I always like to think that he's James Bond because yeah. that's originally how the script was written because yeah. they were trying to sell it as a James Bond uh, spinoff or sequel. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way. And then my number one is also from the show Oz, and it's the great legendary Adabizi. Because how do you beat Adabizi in that cap on his head? I'm just throwing it out there. Ron, you're up. Uh, I'm going with uh, Colonel Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Yeah, that's yeah. A, 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 true. It's prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, war. It was. A, it was one of my grandfather's shows, so that's why I know about it. <laughs> uh, number two, we we got to go with Deadpool two. We got to go with Firefist and his prison wallet. Ah, Ooh. yes, the prison wallet. And then. I gotta go because I just watched The Shield. Number one, Antoine. Okay, <laughs> Antoine Mitchell <laughs> was so amazing. good. Yeah, and Diesel, your top three. All right, coming at number three, uh, one of my <coughs> favorite prison movies, Animal Factory, has a small little part for uh, everyone's favorite Tom Arnold, Buck Rowan. Oh, okay. You know he's got to get you ready for the <laughs> jackpot. Uh, number two, we're going to go with Lamont from American History X. If you don't remember Lamont, yeah. he ran that prison. Yeah, he yes, did. and he, he always thinks he's joking. But legitimately, <laughs> after he got raped, there's a reason he's never touched again. That was Lamont. Lamont was a man. And number one, we're going movies, musicals, great literature, 24601, the man himself, John Valjean. <laughs> all right, all right, there you go. Some good stuff. If you got a top three you'd like to send in, hit us up on the social medias. Let us know your top three prisoners from movies. All right, or TV shows. Well... Guess what? When we exit Diesel's movie Triple Stuff, we jump right on into... Welcome to... Three Thumbnails Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it's time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And this week, this this movie pick was picked by a patron over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, and you can also suggest movies to us. And it's also coming to us from a good friend of ours, John, who is the host of the Pint Podcast. Uh, and I've I said it before, we've, we've talked about this before on the show. If you like our podcast, you should definitely check them out. They do older movies. 
and they're tremendous. They're very they're very funny. I love what they do over there. I'm a big fan of their podcast. I believe everybody should check it out. So make sure you check out the pint as well. But John had said to me, "Have you ever seen a mo- this movie?" And it came out in 2017. I said, "No." And then I looked at the uh, trailer and what he sent me, and I went, "Okay, we can do that." And I was I was like, "Oh, this looks like a Diesel movie, like from the trailer." Mm-hmm. And uh, that movie is Brawl in Cell Block 99 from 2017. And now some of you might be like, "Well, what the fuck is that?" Well, we're going to tell you about it. So, first things first, getting the business out of the way. Since this is an older film, we do not do to we will not be breaking in half. This will be one segment. We will do spoiler-free stuff in the beginning. We will forewarn you when spoiler stuff comes. But there will be no long break. So, it'll just be a quick re- alert and say, "Hey, listen, we're going to jump into the full-on review." So, that means there's also not a thumbs up, thumbs down or thumbs in the middle spoiler-free recommendation because we're going to skip over that. Uh, just so you guys know, that's what we do when we do older films. It's also what we do on 3FN Rewind and 3FN Horror Show, which both come out on this channel, and you guys should be checking those those shows out because they're pretty fucking awesome. Of course, last week was the newest episode of the 3FN Horror Show. Happy Death Day in honor of my birthday. This upcoming week, we have a new episode of uh, 3FN Rewind, the first one of February. And, of course, the gimmick there is because me and Diesel, or, well, I already turned 40, Diesel will be turning 40. This year, we're doing movies from 1983 and 1993, respectively because that's when we first started getting into movies so 40th and 30th anniversaries also respectively and the only caveat is it had to come out in the month that uh we're in so february of 1983 a movie a little movie called uh, the king of comedy came out me and ron break that one down for you on the next episode of 3fn rewind available for everybody on friday unless you're on patreon and then you get it a day early on thursday so a little cheap plug for the shows that are on this and if you're already following us or subscribed on your favorite podcast place ron if you're already subscribed what does that mean? You get those shows what? A day early. You get them all. You get them automatically. Oh, automatically. Because yeah. that, that it just comes on this channel. It's not. Yeah. You don't even have to go anywhere else. One stop shop. Three shows. There you go. Only two come out a week. You know, whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So, are you ready to talk some cell block ninety nine? Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to start off with a caveat. If you would like to, once again. Do it. Make sure. Patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. Because I can't help but shameless plug, right, Diesel? Yes. I mean, that's what I do. I shill, baby, shill. Maybe I should get shill, baby, shill shirts. Do you think I get? Do I think I'll get sued by Sammy Muffin Top? Ooh. <laughs> Sammy would let you do it. I think he would. He's a friend. All right. So, as we like to do, let's get this party started with telling you all about this movie with the IMDB wonderfulness that is the synopsis. Man. I got a story to tell. Of course, uh, this is we're going to tell you three of them that are at differing lengths, but we picked them at random. This one, the first one's always the short one. So the first one is a former boxer turned drug runner lands in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly. Diesel's got a looking. I <laughs> yes, mean, that's the most basic of all time synopsis. It's missing a lot, but yes, that's okay. kind right. of what happens. Okay. Next one, Bradley Thomas is a hard-working man. After his wife's extramarital affair, they admit the spark isn't there anymore and decide to have a baby. After being fired from his job, he turns to his friends who hires him as a drug dealer. A trade goes bad and he ends up in prison. The only problem is that a gang has kidnapped his wife and they will do an experimental operation on the baby unless Thomas kills one of the inmates in cell block 99. Bradley will not stop at anything until his wife is safe again. Man, they made that sound like a way better movie. (laughs) And mind you, I'm going to go out on the limb and say I, I like this movie. So that, but that one sounded tremendous. It's uh, more in depth and more accurate than the first one. I will say yes. Um, 
there's a little bit that they're kind of skewing over and embellishing, but yes. There's also a lot that they're uh, adding to, because we'll talk about yeah. it in the, in the review, but they, they added a little bit there. Uh, and the last one, a former boxer that loses his job that is fitting in society lands himself a job as a drug smuggler. Series of events land him in prison, and he is given ultimatum to right his wrong decisions. All aspects of what he decides have their consequences. Only he can choose what he thinks is right or wrong and try to avenge his wrong choices. You never know what might be lurking in the next dark corner. No. That one's the worst. No. So I'm gonna. Are we all voting on number two? Yeah, I, yeah. I go with number two because I'm thinking number two is the best. <laughs> number two is personally the best. Well, now that we found out what it's about, let's find out who made it. Who made this shit? That's right. Who made this shit? And uh, first of all, is the director of this film, S. Craig Zeller. Uh, he's got a very short list, but uh, other movies he's directed was 2015's Bone Tomahawk, which we will be reviewing at some point on one of the shows because I really do dig that movie. So there's a uh, hint, hint. You should watch Bone Tomahawk. And also, uh, more recently, Dragged Across Concrete in 2018. Uh, by the way, uh, S. Craig Zeller is also the writer of the screenplay for this movie. He has written all the movies he directed, this movie and those previous two. He's also written, uh, his first movie was called Asylum Blackout, 2011, just writer. Also, he did Pu Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. I think that's the last Puppet Master movie that was done. And then everything else is the movies he's done most recently, of course, Dragged Across Concrete, which he also directed. The director of photography on this film is Benji Bakshi. Uh, and I put this on here. Normally, we just do movies. And we'll just be like, well, they've done TV shows. That's like a given and et cetera. But we usually don't mention, you know, music videos. You know, for those younger kids out there, it was the music artists used to make videos, right, Diesel, to their songs? No, they know about that. They get them on their YouTubes. Not on the Pandora. That's not video, but they get them on their YouTubes. Okay. So uh, this guy did a, a video for his very first project. And I think it's one that you would enjoy because it was Bloodhound Gang's Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo video oh, nice. from 2005. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Got Jimmy Pop wearing that little uh, <laughs> nice little handkerchief uh, scarf. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Uh, next up, though, his first motion picture, because he did other music videos and some TV, uh, was a movie called Vinyl in 2012. He would then be the uh, DP for uh, Bone Tomahawk, so yep. that he, he worked with our director. He would come back and work with him also on Dragged Across Concrete. Uh, he was also the director of photography on Holidays. Uh, that was the anthology movie. It was a horror anthology that Kevin Smith wrote. Uh, nice. A couple other people did some segments, but Kevin Smith wrote a segment for it, and it was based around all the holidays. Yep. So it was kind of intriguing. Uh, his most recent endeavor is actually not even out yet. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. He directed an episode of that coming out here in 2023. Oh, cool. Now that we know who made it, what it's about, let's find out who starred in this film. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? That's right. And of course, the main star of this film, of course, is one Vincent Vaughn, or Vince Vaughn, better known. He plays Bradley Thomas. Uh, his first major credited role, there's a couple uncredited roles for him. His first major credited role, though, was in Rudy in 1993. Yeah, that's right. He's in Rudy. Uh, of course, then, you know, I skipped around a lot because the man's been in a lot of movies. You guys know who Vince Vaughn is. But Swingers, uh, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, The Psycho Remake, yep. uh, The Cell, Zoolander, of course, where he really hit his stride in the comedy world, old school, Starsky and Hutch, Anchorman, he also returned in Anchorman 2, Dodgeball, Be Cool, where uh, that was one of the first Rock's first major movies yep. as well. And then uh, he was uh, in Hacksaw Ridge, which was tremendous if you haven't seen it. Uh, Fighting With My Family, you know the story about Diesel's favorite female wrestler of all time, Paige. 
uh, now known as Soraya. Of course, he got a lot of uh, thumbs up and applause for his role in Freaky, the horror movie that was kind of like Freaky Friday. And of course, most recently, he was in a movie called Queen Pins in 2021. Vince Vaughn, would you say legendary actor? Devoid of emotion, plays a great asshole, and yeah, I, I enjoy him. Swingers and Maid, he was phenomenal in. Awesome. Uh, one of his co-stars in this film, playing his wife, Lauren Thomas, was Jennifer Carpenter. Uh, she was in her first movie, People Are Dead, in 2002. You might also know her from White Chicks, Quarantine, but most of us know her from her role as Dexter's sister on the show Dexter. So that's that's where she's mostly known from. Her most recent work, by the way, other, you know, because this came out in 2017, was, of course, the Dexter reboot yep. one season to kind of get shit right. Because remember, that had one of the worst endings of all time, and they kind of tried to correct it. Yeah. Uh, it was very good, though. I'll give him credit. Next up, and I know this is a man. This is a man that Diesel loves. It's his spirit animal, Don Johnson, <laughs> the legendary Don Johnson, playing Warden Tugs. Uh, his first movie, by the way, Diesel, The Magic Garden of Stanley Sweetheart in 1970. Don't know that movie, but I always go with the first movie. Yeah. Uh, he was also in A Boy and His Dog. Of course, his first big claim to fame, you remember him from Miami Vice, yep. the TV series. Uh, he would then be in Tin Cup uh, with our with our good friend Kevin Costner. Yep. And then his other big thing that he's known for was another TV sitcom, Nash Bridges. Before, uh, and then, you know what? He just has become like the go-to guy that represents the 1980s in excess because we've seen him in great movies like Machete, Django, or as I like to call it, De Django, uh, and also Sam Jack. Damn you, De Django! <laughs> Greatest line of all time. Knives Out, which I know Ron yep. is a big fan of, and I as, as was I. And uh, most recently, a movie called High Heat in 2022. Mm -hmm. So Don Johnson's still getting it done. Uh, once again, would you call Don Johnson legendary? Because I think he is. Legend of the B stars. <laughs> true, true. Well, speaking of that, one of the other guys that we're going to go through a, a larger list for is Udo Kier. And uh, in this movie, he plays basically an evil fucking henchman, let's be honest. But the reason I'm bringing him up is because this dude is like, you don't know the name, but you've seen him. Uh, anytime they're looking for a German villain, this is the guy. By the way, he started his career in Germany. I'm going to butcher the name of this movie. It was uh, Shamalos in 1968. One of his big first major films that everybody knows, Suspiria, the original Suspiria. Okay. Uh, he was in, the, I did put some fun ones in here though for you, Diesel. He was in Barbed Wire. Okay. He yep. was also in Blade, the original mm -hmm. Blade movie. Yep. He was in End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right. He was also, also in a movie that I've deemed one of my worst movies of all time. We might review it just so I can get it on there. Fear.com. <laughs> and he is the main villain of that movie. Oh. And most recently, though, and this is where he's earned his stripes back, he is in the series Hunter, Hunters sorry, on uh, Prime Video, which is very cool. Check it out. He actually plays Adolf Hitler. Okay. I'm going to point this out. This is like the fourth time he's played Hitler in something as well. And I think he looks good on the show, so I'll give him credit. So we, I give him a shout-out once again. If you've seen, when you see his face, it's one of those people that you, like, you see his face in a movie and you're like, 
I know that guy. Yeah. yeah. I really, really know that guy. Uh, another shout out to the movies. Like, you're giving a couple shout outs to the guys in the movies. Mustafa Sh- uh, Shakir is in the movie. Of course, you know him from Luke Cage because he played Bushmaster uh, for the for the nerdy folks out there. He, he gave one of the better performances of this movie, I thought. Uh, he played the role of Andre. Not a gigantic role, yeah. but he was still, uh, you know, Willie C. Carpenter's in the movie. Uh, Victor Alamanzar. Uh, Gino Seegers as well. And there's a list goes on and on. I just were giving shout outs to some of the people who played some pretty, pretty big roles in this film. This movie had a budget of $4 million. Do you want to guess? Because I'll tell you, it's under it's under 100000 in the box office. They didn't get a yeah, they got, yeah. Uh, 80 grand. 80 grand for Diesel? Ron? 63. All right. Diesel was closer. $79,208 exactly in the box office. It wasn't in the box office very long. And uh, so, once again, I apologize for my sickness and jumping in. Now, this is where we would normally give you our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down review. But because this is an older film, we're going to dive right into the full-on review of this film. So... For the, the, for the benefit of those folks who have not seen this movie yet and do not want it spoiled and uh, would like to go out to see it, we are going to play the spoiler alert because after that we are going to be spoiling the shit out of this film. So without further ado, the spoiler alert is going down right about... And here we go. We're in the full spoiler territory. And I'm going to tell you this. We're not going to go through this movie scene for scene because I think it's not as advantageous because it kind of <laughs> jumps around a little bit. And and I think we can just probably go through with our likes and dislikes and, and still cover the entire movie, right? I, I don't know. I could, I could get you through the first hour and 15 minutes before you find out the true purpose of the story. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh. <laughs> So we'll, we'll just start with the beginning. So go ahead, Diesel. Jump right in because he, yeah. he wants to jump in. Let's, let, let, the <laughs> go stage ahead, is yours. So we meet Bradley, a, 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 a tow truck driver with a massive cross tattoo on the back of his bald, dumb head. We find out he you know pulls up, finds out, hey, we got to take it in the office. I'm not an office worker. You can just tell me here. Well, the economy is kind of big. I don't care about the economy. I'm going to lose my job. So we know he's a straight shooter. He's all American. And he's a loser. He's a trumper. So gets fired from his job and then goes home early, sees his wife in the car, and she's alone in the car. But, you know, that loser fucking Spidey sense kicks in and he well, goes. No, 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 no. You missed the part there. Spidey sense doesn't kick in. She's actually putting cover up oh, on yeah, the hickey on yeah, the back of her yeah. neck. And he, he's witnessing and watching her do this and then goes up to the yeah. door. But sorry. Yep. Uh, so we, <laughs> no Spidey sense needed. Caesar, she's like, What are you doing home from work so early? And then he's like, Give me your phone because, you know, that's a healthy relationship right there. <laughs> He, he takes her purse. She's not going to give him his phone. Dumps the purse. Gets it. Opens it up. How long has it been going on? Get in the house. She goes in the house, and he just punches the shit out of the, the, the window. Punches off the uh, side view mirror. Rips off the hood. Dude, by the way, that was impressive. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the ripping off of the hood of the car. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
punches out the front headlight and then pulls out wiring and just rips it Listen, out. As angry as I can get, I appreciated that entire fucking scene. I just want to throw that out to you. All right. So, well, I, I, I can appreciate that you appreciate that. But then you go into your house where you've just realized that you're I thought he was going to beat the shit out of her. I thought he was going to kill her. I was hoping. I know Deb could take a punch. <laughs> goes inside we find out that their marriage hasn't been strong since the miscarriage they decide that they are going to give it a try they're going to have a kid but don't come touch me yet just stay away from me okay so i, I will i, I want to take a shower text uh, by the way when i was watching this first part of the film i was like what the fuck did john get us to watch because i because I, I will say this one of my major down parts of this film is that the not not the way it's shot like, cause I think it's shot fine. It's shot fine. It's, it's got the, a great grimy but, look. But it, but it also, but it, I don't know. It's this weird. Ca- the cameras they use bearded me out. It wasn't thirty five millimeter. I could tell it was digital. Yeah. But like, I the best way I could describe it is it looked like it was shot in a fucking iPhone. You know right. what I mean? Like an iPhone from twenty seventeen. And I'm not. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. I thought like the camera angles were good. I thought the cuts were good. The editing was good. I just thought that the like, especially in the beginning, because they open up hot. When you say he's a tow truck driver, literally your introduction is he pulls in the lot with a car on the thing, just talking about how well the owner said this, and then gets the firing. Like it goes right in. There's yeah. no fucking like what Diesel just explained. Literally is the first five minutes of this film. And like so, that's how quickly this all develops. So that's why that one uh, synopsis you read was wrong. I will also say this: you learn a lot later on, which you'll get to. But I will give them the credit about the fact that they kind of give him the Incredible Hulk thing after you learn about it. Yeah, because he's just angry. He's an angry person. He tries to angle. Hang. He tries to. Uh, manage his anger and it just gets the best of yeah. him at the wrong times and we find out at some point that he's a former boxer but they never really go into that they don't go too far into that now so but continue on sorry but the best cut of this movie happens after they decide they're going to stick it out 18 <laughs> months later he says to his wife you know you know we're going to stick it out i got to get some work i'm going to work for gill Gills his friend. She's like, you're not going to... He's also a gang leader, mafia leader, whatever you want to call it. She's like, you're going to deliver drugs? He's like, no, I'm going to deliver packages for my friend. (laughs) Best cut of the movie, skip 18 months. By the way, I want to point this out too. He does have one of the greatest comparisons when he's going into the reason why. When he talks about, I go get my coffee every day. And there's three different containers. One's for the whole milk, one's for the regular milk, and one is, or no, one's for the skim milk, one's for the whole milk, and one's for the cream. And I always grab the whole, and they never face the God where they're never labeled. I always grab either the whole milk or the skim milk. I never grab the cream that I want. And he's like, he's kind of equating it to his life that his life is like, he's like, the rule of odds says that eventually I'd have to grab the creamer first, right? But that never, all the times, and when you break down the number, it still hasn't happened. I do it every day, which means life is just like that. That Sometimes you're not guaranteed to get there, even if the odds are in your favor. And I was like, oh, it's a good way to talk about how he has the worst luck of any human being possible. So I'll give him credit there. It was a good story. Yeah, so when a character devoid of emotion tries to get deep i get annoyed (laughs) so i hated that by the way i also want to point out in this at this point juncture in this movie i thought and i mean this nice way i thought he was bubba gump he does i thought he was bubba because he has like he feels like he's not all there yeah he might be a little punchy from his boxing career but they don't they don't ever dump into that so i i I feel like because because this movie takes place in new york which you find out only because of the license plates. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. And uh, also, 
uh, he talks kind of slower, like almost. He doesn't talk like a southerner, but you know how southerners have that slower cadence. He has that and in New York, especially in the New York. York City area, that doesn't exist. So it's kind of just strange to me. I just want to throw that out there. By the way, where we are is still like five minutes into this movie, and then there's a jump, eighteen months, and I don't remember seeing a card for eighteen months. Maybe it was one of my commercials. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it was just like. We're in the future. Yeah, it just flashes, you know, 18 months in the future. He's driving packages around. Uh, we get a feel for his job. He's good at what he does. He's got multiple license plates on the cars. He switches it out. He covers it up with fucking camouflage when he parks it in the woods. He He's Gil's number one earner. He's the best runner. Gil calls him over. Um, oh, well, we get that cute little scene with the husband and wife. He gets home from work. She's cooking dinner. He's like, you shouldn't be using a knife. Which I'm like, oh, does she like have some mental thing where she tried to self-harm herself? No. He's just super worried about her and the koala, as they call the baby. <laughs> so he, he carries her upstairs. We can't just eat takeout for the next four months. Yes, we can. Gets a phone call from Gil. Well, honey was making dinner for herself, and he just takes her up to the bedroom <laughs> and then runs out the door. But I, by the way, I just want to point this out. The, the upcoming scene when he goes to Gills and he deals with what we find out is Gills daughter is the dumbest scene in a movie. I have to shit on this scene. She answers the door and is literally like, oh, hey, he's like, what? Did your dad pick that outfit out for you? Mind you, it's kind of skimpy. And she's it's like, like a weird, like skimpy romper. And she's like, yeah, he did. Um, he's in the pool room waiting for you. And he was like, he, he goes, so she goes, he goes. Of course, and this is a legit question because I mean I would say it too because this is a big mansion. He goes, is he by the like the pool house or is he in the room where the pool table is? And she goes, oh, he he's in the room where the pool table is. He says it's the billiard room, but I don't know. You just play pool in there, and I just went, oh, she's supposed to be an airhead. Yeah, and, but there's no reason for that scene. No, no reason at, at all. all. So we get to introduce to Gil a lovely fellow who informs them that. Oh, we made sure we picked up some of your faggoty ass sparkling water. And then to that, real- that, by the way, that's a line of dialogue. That's not Diesel. No, no, no. getting uh, out there. I just want to point that out before somebody thinks that you're dropping f bombs on the show. Yeah, which was a needed line because then we needed to realize that Bradley is, you know, a very concerned per- person. He was just like, I didn't know water could have a sexual orientation. Ah, so he's, meaning he's not hateful towards anybody. He's which also we'll co- very progressive. Yes. yes. Um, we find out he calls him over there because Gil has this new deal that he's going to work out with another like Mexican gang leader to uh, get some drugs across cheaper. Uh, I forget the guy's name, Ernesto yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's something like that, yeah. Um, and the guy comes downstairs and he's like, all right, you're going to be going, but you're taking my two guys with you. He eyes him up, you know, because of the... The, the Bubba Gump uh, spider sense there, he, he goes, I'll take him, but I'm not going with him. He uses. Yeah, he instantly knows he's a drug addict, Roman. which is kind of interesting. Roman's a drug addict. He refuses to do it. Gil pulls him to the side, lays down the talk like, look, motherfucker, you work for me. You're going to fucking do it. This goes good. Once your baby comes, I'll give you two months off. Well, Bradley is a smart businessman. He talks him up to three months. Oh, Done. There you go. Way to deal out. So they're gonna go, go score some of their drugs that they, the Mexicans have dropped off into the water. They go over to Gill's boat. They sneak onto the boat. Well, before they get onto the boat, he takes Roman's gun and throws it into the water. They go onto the boat. They go to the coordinates that they need to go to, and it's a cool scene. Uh, Pedro 
jumps into the water with the oxygen tank, goes down there with some bolt cutters, and there's a big old chest chained to the ground, unhooks it, chest goes up, there's drug in them chests. Yeah. And also a gun. I, I just I do want to point out that this is, this is where this movie starts to at least turn for something Yes, better. stuff starts yes. happening. Starts, shit starts happening. Mind you, now we're at like the forty-five minute mark. No, I agree. I agree. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's there, there's a big when you, when you're describing like all of that stuff we talked about when we said it's like the first five ten minutes of the film. That 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 was a big sentence and stuff. We're getting to this. Yeah. I just want to point out that everything Diesel has talked about since that time bump when we were talking about that. This has taken eight to nine times as long yeah. as that first part, and that shows you how kind of like slow it is there in that part of the movie so they successfully get the drugs they're walking back up the dock bradley's got a bad feeling he says dump it we'll come back for it later uh roman has another gun he's like you ain't taking this one motherfucker those two start walking ahead and you start hearing sirens and a gunfight ensues and bradley is just on the dock and he's just like turns around starts walking away for reasons unknown to me he turns back around well, I will say this. I, I will give credit here. They, there's this weird morality, as you pointed out kind of earlier with Bradley, that's not really ever explained, but you kind of like, they, they give you a sense of it. And I wish they would have, I, this is one yes. of the things that I take, if they would have built this better, a little better, his morality quandaries, I think that this movie gets a little, a, a little more, yeah. a little better. Uh, because it, it does make sense if you go in the fact that he's like, in the moment, he's like, I should just walk away, save my own ass and nobody's the wiser these motherfuckers die and but then he's worried in his mind about the cops and not the not the fact that he's a criminal he's worried about the cops getting killed yep. and their families that's what goes through his fucking mind and so he does what diesel he turns around he goes up and he shoots pedro in the back <laughs> and then he shoots the other guy right in the fucking head no, 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 he shoots, oh, Pedro, shoot, shoots Pedro twice because, oh, I thought he shot Roman in the head. But so did I. Roman comes back. Oh, that's right. He does come yeah. back. <laughs> I forget about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so Pedro gets shot. Then the cops shoot him. And, you know, this weird morality that he has, you know, to save the cops. The cops go full on fucking Memphis and fucking go, uh, lights out, motherfucker, and head shoot Pedro. Just gone. He's gone. I thought Roman gets killed. He attacks Roman from behind. They fight for the gun and... I thought he shot him, and then the cops were like, hands on your head, and it's him getting arrested. Take him pretty much the whole fall for this. So, we go, next scene is he's going into, he's sitting in his room, a detective comes in, starts talking to him, and being like, this whole thing with the American flag, like, you, pro you probably want to wipe your ass with this American flag, and then blah, 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 stupid shit. Then he's like, no, I know you. You did, you turned around. We saw the footage. You didn't have to turn around, but you came back. I know you know the difference between right and wrong. This is where we start to see that he has morality. Yeah. But they don't they don't they don't they don't really go into it that much. Yeah, because which sucks. Because Bradley isn't saying shit. They're like, look, man, you're gonna get four to five years and you're gonna do all of them unless you, you start talking. We give us a name. If you don't want to say the name, I'll say some names and you just nod your head. Stand up guy. Not gonna talk. <laughs> so he's gonna so it goes to court, he's not even fighting it. And he gets seven years, and he's not contesting it. Tells his wife, I don't want you to bring you come in here with the baby when the baby's born. I don't want the baby seeing me. When we get when she's older, we'll explain it to her. That, But I, I don't want you here. And gets sent to jail. 
to the Walt Disney World of fucking jails. <laughs> yeah, I will agree. That was the the, the, the first place is a really so so we find out that's kind of like a nice jail. It's not like the jail in Austria though. No, no, no. I have no idea what jail in Austria they're talking about, but that it came keep, up several times. It comes up a lot. The, I guess Austria has really shitty prisons. That's all, that's all I can gather from it, but yes. So there's a little bit of a hiccup at the beginning when he goes to the front of the line and then they like kick him back because he gives him a hard time about the cost of his wedding ring and he doesn't have the receipt for it. And this is like seven minutes that's just not needed in the movie that's just drawn out. There's a lot of that happening in this movie. I, I'm just going to throw it. That's one of my negatives when we wrap it back up. It is one of my big negatives. There's a lot of like time in this movie. You're like, you really could have shaved some time made this a better film. Just throwing it out there. Or replaced it with things that would make it yeah. a better film. So then he gets his little, uh, not strip search, but you know, his drop your drawers, their eyeballing them. And the, those guards, they're, they're dicks, but they're, they're not bad. We meet his orientation guy, Lefty, who's pretty baller. I yeah, like Lefty. Yeah, I like Lefty. Lefty starts showing him around um, throughout this entire time through the trial and uh, his first few nights in prison. His hands are still wrapped up. He's got bloodied hands and his foot's injured. And the only shoes they had were like two sizes too small, so he's walking all weird. <laughs> Made no sense. Um, we meet the like the floor guard for his unit where he's going to stay. He's going to have his own room. Everything's fine. Guys, it's like, when I call for count, you come out. You make everybody wait, people are going to get pissed at you. So, first morning account, who's obviously late? Mr. Bradley. So, guy gives him a little bit of hell, but then, you know, his lefty comes and takes him down. You're going to meet uh, your caseworker. Well, don't stare at her tits. She's a chesty girl. <laughs> Not really that chesty, though. No, that was a really weird. <laughs> um, you know, yes, ma'am, her, all that good shit. So he, he meets his caseworker and she's like, um, we received a call this morning from Dr. Pelham about your wife and her uh, condition and they've arranged a meeting with you at 10 o'clock. So we'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Hope everything's okay. You're just like, all right, she's kind of sweet. Uh, the night before, Lefty gave um, Bradley a chocolate bar because he said he was going to skip dinner. He's like, you're going to want this. He, he goes <laughs> and he goes to meet the doctor. He does the, you know, the old between the glass phone call thing and he's like you're not the doctor answer the phone and don't arouse any suspicion so we learn that this guy is the the wolf for the mexican guy pretty much yeah in, in, in terms that people would understand yes the yeah. wolf yeah, yeah the wolf from pulp fiction he, he's a guy that solves the guy's problems so we find out that hey your betrayal cost my employer 3.2 million dollars we are flying in a Korean abortionist <laughs> who has perfected this procedure where he can go up inside your wife and cut off the limbs of your child. And the child will be born just fine, just without the limbs. All right. We're I mean, a, that's, that's pretty fucked up. I just want to throw that out there. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. And he says, this is what you got to do. If you want to make sure your wife and child are safe. You have to go to cell block 99 of this other jail, Redleaf, and kill Christopher. I forget the last name. Yeah. So now we have the point of the movie, and we're an hour 15 in. <laughs> so he's got to go to this other jail. He's got to go to cell block 99. He's got to kill Christopher. So, mind you, he's still in the Walt Disney World of jails. He, he goes back out, and he's talking to his floor guard. And the floor guard goes, sorry I gave you a hard time this morning. The guy apologizes to him. He's like, I really just want to get you into our boxing program. I know you're a former boxer. 
our jail has a really good boxing program. Well, Bradley knows what he's got to do. He's got to go to Redleaf. And he's got to go to cell block 99. So he fucks off shit out of his guard. Guard starts pulling out his baton. Doesn't matter. Because, like Rich said, this guy goes full Incredible Hulk and is pretty much invincible. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. And I just want to I just want to throw this out there when you said he, he fucks him. He 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 fucks him up. He doesn't fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fucks him up. There, there's no there's no prison rape in this scene. Just throwing it out there. Not this scene. <laughs> no, I said this scene. <laughs> Breaks his arm. Um the other guards they finally apprehend him. They ask him if he wants justice as he's laying on the ground with a broken arm. He goes and attacks more guards. And one of the guards wants justice, so they they stomp him. They they don't show on on camera, but they stomp him, and then they send him to Redleaf. Yeah, he finally gets to go where he wants. And and Redleaf, unlike the Disney World of prisons, what does Redleaf look like? Redleaf, the you comes out is this, and it's they're they're on the bus ride there. They're trying to figure out how old is Redleaf. When did uh, inmates start getting rights? Because it's before then. <laughs> yeah. So we know this is a bad place. It looks like a fucking dungeon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he gets in there. Uh, the bus uh, stops. The inmate from or the Bradley from there gets out, and the guard from there from the fridge. They call the other jail the fridge. Gets out, and Don Johnson comes out wearing gloves, smoking a cigarillo. All those guys are fully armed. By the way, did you expect Don Johnson to look any fucking different in no, no, any I did movie? Not. No, I did Warden not. Tugs gangster. That's all I'm saying. So they come out and the first thing Tugs does is go to the correctional officer. How many of his how many of your guys did he fuck up? Yeah, you guys are a bunch of faggots. What the oh, shit, man? Second hard F bomb in this movie. <laughs> All right, so we find out this is a no-nonsense jail. This is maximum security, or as he likes to call it, Tugs likes to call it, minimum freedom. You could have that minimum freedom stripped away from you. So he goes in. He has his first little you know day there. Uh, they give him a room where the toilet's not working. Doesn't stop people from using it, though. And, you know, we learn from the Bradley character that this room is smells like shit this is a shit show because he takes off his top and makes a little bandana out of it unnecessary because i know i'm watching a steaming pile of shit by this point <laughs> oh, geez. all right so then we get to the you know he finally gets some yard time goes outside meets another fine white gentleman sees a bunch of people working out i gotta go over there no they're the mexicans you don't you don't interrupt their time Goes over there, and again, we, we know that he was progressive earlier, so what he says here, he doesn't mean, because he's Bradley's a good guy. They're like, what are you doing, Holmes? Came here to work out. Last I knew, the flag's co- uh, colors weren't red, white, and burrito. <laughs> fucking great A fucking writing here, folks. Actually, that line is pretty solid. I was going to say, <laughs> your shit on that line? Come on. Uh, they call him crazy... They, uh, a, a scuffle ensues. Not quite the brawl on cell block 99. Yeah, they're still in the yard. Uh, but again, four on one, even though it's only one on one, four separate times, he fucks them all up. The guards are just like, next, they start firing down there. Next one's going through a skull. Oh, what'd you do to Mauricio? You fucked him up. And she goes to attacks him. Fucking does this weird, like, backbreaker thing. It's fucking weird. All right. Well, we found out this guy is a problem. 
Uh, he goes on to attack another guard, breaks his arm. So there's two guard broken arms. Well, you know what? You misbehave. Now it's time to go to cell block 99, the jail within a jail. They go full parasite <laughs> because they go take him up these stairs. There's like a bookshelf or some shelving. Open it wide. <laughs> the secret entrance to the jail within a jail. Hey, listen, sometimes you have to have a jail within a jail, Diesel. I don't understand. Sometimes, just like in wrestling, you have to have a cage within a cage. Yep. <laughs> Amnesty International would have a field day if they found out about this place. Well, you know, hey, it's 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 tough. It's uh, tough as nails. All right, so we've learned that Bradley, you know, again, Bradley, a guy who supposedly has a good moral compass. This is a movie I want to see. Guy has a good moral compass, knows right from wrong, but to save his family, has to get rid of all his morals. Nope, they strap him with a goddamn electric waist belt. And they start giving him his punishment. They take him to his cell, covered in glass on the floor. He's on his knees, getting all ripped up. And they're just randomly going to hit this button. Training. Randomly going to hit this button. While you're eating, while you're shitting, while you're pissing, while you're sleeping. So then the guards come and get him after like a day or so. He's like, we got some inmates that want to socialize with you. And in my head, I'm thinking it's the Mexicans from the yard. Yeah, I was thinking so, too. Come to find out, he gets taken in there, and there's Elazar. That's the guy's name. Yeah, it's Elazar, yeah. Elazar and Roman, who I thought was dead, but nope, and another henchman. You cost me $3.2 million and my freedom for some undetermined amount of time. So the Chris guy doesn't exist. Yes. The guy he was supposed to hit, plot twist, not there. They just wanted him to come to the prison where the Mexican cartel guy is running the running yeah, the show running much. the show has a cell phone getting specialized treatment i've been watching a lot of crime dramas lately <laughs> the fact that this guy first offense is doing the full bid did not testify did not turn state's evidence you know he didn't how the fuck did elazar get in trouble on this deal you know how roman roman had to roman's a fucking snitch roman snitched on because bradley we know he's a stand-up guy we the viewer know that True. Elazar should have known that. Well, well, no, he didn't know that because he doesn't know Bradley. So then he's taking the word from the guy that probably really snitched on him. Yeah. Which is, which you know what? It's kind of smart on the criminal's behalf. You know what I mean? It's kind of smart. But Roman comes back from the dead. He's and, there. Although it is also what me and Ron like to call what, Ron? Plot armor. That's right. Uh, guards hand uh, Elazar the controller for the electrolyzed weight belt. They fuck him up. Roman hits him with a chair. Gets the shit kicked out of him. Elzar tells him, you lay a hand on me or any of my associates, and you're done. Your wife is dead. You know, they got pictures of her being held hostage. All right, so they throw him. He gets thrown back to his room for an undetermined amount of time. He gets the broad idea. He takes off his shoes, takes out the little rubber soles, puts them in the belt. So then when the, they hit it, well, he's not getting his kidneys zapped no more. But he has to play it off like he does. Guards go to... By the way, he's fucking smart. It is smart. smart. (laughs) Guards go to take him for playtime round number two. He fucks up the guard that he had already broken his arm. And he's just like, when I sign that cast, you want me to sign it Mr. or Mrs. Bitch? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, it was great. That that line was fucking great. That Uh, one was. How are you going to shit on that? Yeah, that one was. Um... He goes in there. Uh, he fucks up that guard. The other guards come in, and they got their guns. 
gun either jammed or they were fake. I didn't really understand what I was seeing, but it didn't work. I think, I think they were supposed to be jammed. I'm going to go where they were supposed to jam. I I, I mean, the gun's not real it's a because 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 the but. other prisoner that he was talking to, like the obviously kitty tiddler, was saying like he said something about them being fake. And the guy's like, yeah, but that stun gun's real. Can I have that? For no reason. <laughs> You'd think it would come around at the end, but it doesn't. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of that, too. Yeah. All right. So he goes in there. They try shocking him, and it's not working. He, he gets the two guards, like, locked into his cell. The one tries to get out, and he just, like, slams the door into his head, kills him. The black guard, he just has him walk in there. Somehow, the he gets the keys from him, unchains himself, and goes into the den of the fucking Elazar. One guy's weirdly like karate boxing against the stack of tires. <laughs> Quick fight ensues, and he kills that guy. I want to say it was a cool kill because he does the face stomp into the ground and just like kind of like pushes it back and forth. He mops the floor with dude's face. But when he turns him around, it didn't look good. The, the effect, yeah, the effects were not uh, the effects were not good. At yeah, that. no, but I mean. The actual kill itself looked pretty cool because he kind of was literally mopping the floor with his face pretty yeah. much with his foot. But yeah, yeah. when they flip him over, I didn't... Whoever did the special effect, yeah, I didn't it, it looked horrible. Uh, Roman comes and attacks him. He kills Roman. Guy hangs up the phone. He's like, your wife's dead. Your wife and kid are dead. He's like, you're going to call them back. All right. As bad as the face look was, the leg snap was comical because of how... Far the leg went forward, but that looked pretty badass. Yeah, the, the I, leg I agree. Snap. No, I agree with it. That was pretty cool. So he snaps Elzar's leg. Elzar's ain't doing shit, bitch. Oh, starts fucking dragging him around. All right, all right, I'll, I'll call it off. I'll call it off. To, which leads to probably my favorite scene in this movie. So he calls up the wolf and the Korean abortionist, and he goes, let him go. The, the wolf goes, all right, we got to let her go. To the most disappointed, oh, <laughs> shrug from the Korean abortionist. Yeah, he, well, he was—he was—he's he, doing what he loves. Yeah, you know they say you never work a day in your life if you love your job, and he loves his job. So this time, Tugs and the other guards are outside, but they're still locked out. He's like, "I'm waiting for a phone call." You gotta find out, you know, his wife and kids are safe. So they're respecting that, and Tugs is like, "Do I got time for a cigar?" About half of one. Phone call is going to come soon. He's a straight shooter. Remember that. Bradley's is a, a straight, straight shooter. shooter yeah. So the wolf and the Korean abortionist are driving the wife to Gil, drop her off, let her out. She goes running to Gil. The wolf pulls out a gun and starts backing up just to make sure nothing funny happens. Of course, something funny is going to happen. Gil goes down to the ground and there's a camouflaged fucking rifle there and fucking shoots him right in the fucking chest. Yeah, bro. <laughs> By the way, how, nobody knew Gil was going to be a badass. Yeah. We, we knew he was kind of racist because oh, well, yeah. we had the faggoty ass water and then like talking about the one drug dealer that he was supplying. We had the difference between the hard R versus the A. We'll just put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, don't say that yeah, one. I, I, you've already, you're, yeah. you're over your limits on yeah. F-bombs. <laughs> so the wife, she's like, give me the gun. Mind you, she's six months pregnant at this point. Like, she's, she's showing. She's fucking the Korean abortionist. That's my favorite term ever now, the Korean abortionist. <laughs> comes staggering out of the car, and she is just like, poof, miss, poof, miss, poof. Hit him. Well, at least they didn't ever hit him on the first shot. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Bradley gets his phone call from Gil. She's here. She's fine. Everything's good. Do you want to talk to her? They're talking. She's like, I, I felt the baby move. Do you want to talk to her? She, yeah, I, I, mind you, she's been kidnapped for days at this point. I also want to point out, though, as cringy and cheesy as that line sounds, that is some shit that people who are going to be parents fucking do. Yeah. And I, 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 and the only reason I know this is one of my coworkers is pregnant, and uh, you know, awesome, uh, baby should be here soon. And, and and so I've got to see all the belly rubbing and stuff. Like people do some weird shit when babies are coming. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to defend it a little bit. Defend a little bit. Well, our, our progressive Bradley uh, kind of backslides a little bit because he's talking to his baby girl <laughs> through the womb. And he's like, you're going to be born healthy and you're going to be born smart. A little ableist in my eyes, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I feel like this is where it ties in that he might be Bubba because, you know, or Forrest. Because Bo- remember, Forrest. Forrest was like, is, is he like me or is, is he, he smart? smart? Yeah. So maybe. Maybe uh, we were onto something there. And then, you know, you know, his time's running up because Tugs is going to come in shortly so he drags Elzar into the back room. And then he stomps his head clear off. Dude, that was pretty epic. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty fucking epic. I just want to throw that out there. Of all the things, that was pretty fucking epic. Now, mind you, he was just on the phone with his wife, with Gil. You think you could say, hey, I'm being held at Rudleaf in the prison within the prison. Um, I'm not coming out of this, but there's a lot of dead people, including guards. You might want to have this uh, looked into, like call fucking Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, some. Well, you know, last time we, they sent him to, you know, unlock some something that was Al Capone's uh, secret vault, and then you know how that worked out. So he kills Elazar. Tugs comes in. He's just standing there. Tugs pulls his gun, and again, bad effects. Shoots the fuck out of Bradley. Face is getting ripped apart, and goes to black. That's it. That's yep, it. That's, that's the it. movie. By the way, uh, this the director loves to end movies like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to throw that out there. Um, listen, Diesel did go through the whole movie now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he had to get that off his oh, chest. Oh, yeah. I feel like he had to get that off his chest. So with that, I, I, I'll start off since you, were, you, you did that wonderful talking point. Uh, and then we'll let you get back into it. All joking aside, believe it or not, I actually kind of like this movie. <laughs> I, there's there's something to me about it. So uh, some of the things that I want to point out that there were definitely negatives uh, that you definitely pointed out. I, I was going along with you. Uh, the runtime is a little obnoxious. It's over two hours long. Uh, you know, it, it runs at 132 minutes. You know, it came out on October 6th of 2017. I did miss that earlier, but it uh, 132 minutes. So we're over two hours long in this film. Uh, so it's a little long. And when you add in the fact that there's a lot of scenes in this film that should just be cut. Yeah. There's a lot of t- things in this movie that don't make any sense. And they don't accentuate the parts of the movie that would make this movie that next level better. Because I really feel like watching this movie was another one of those cases where I, I enjoyed what I saw. Not the entire film, but I enjoyed what I saw overall. And I kind of got the story that was going on. And I was like, this would be a lot better of a film if you cut fucking literally 45 minutes yeah. out of this. Or if you cut a half hour out of this and turned some of that time into showing us about his morality, you know, showing us where he boxed or why this training has led to the fact that this man can cut. Does he have, you know, like, uh, I don't remember what the, 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 
this diagnosis is, but like what Michael Myers had in the new movies where he doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's he has that. Because he goes all Incredible Hulk strong and he doesn't feel shit. So like, explain that. Like, those would be good things to explain. And that would also tie into why he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, when he gets angry, he does like rips fucking hoods off of cars and doesn't want to be touched. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of explain that out. If they would have taken 15 minutes to do that and cut 30 minutes of fluff, this movie is a lot better movie yeah. uh, because like I said when we talked about that opening part that I, once again when I was watching that part I wasn't sure of this film but I'm like there's a lot in that part that we talked about and it's only five to ten minutes and then that next part was it was not even equal as amount of you talking about and that's 45 minutes of him talking to Gil and then going from talking to Gil to do all this oh uh, I don't trust this guy you know blah 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 and then to go to actually the drug thing and then to have that whole thing play out and the court thing and then you finally end up in prison there's like it, it, it that whole 45 minutes there is kind of convoluted and not needed you could have shortened that fucking thing down to 15 minutes mm-hmm. and we could have ended up in the prison sooner yeah and you could, or like I said, if you're gonna do that, do a couple scenes before then, extenuate out the first part. That first part, that first five, 10 minutes, extenuate, extend that out to 25 so we can learn about this character a little more and then still cut that part down. And then we're in the prison at the 45 minute mark instead of the hour and 15 minute mark. And there's a more cohesive story there. And then actually it's more enjoyable. Uh, crappy effects of some of the stuff aside, I still thought it was pretty baller uh, because they're, like you said, yeah, the leg break is comical. At, at, at well first look but it looks devastating yeah. and then like when you get to the point where he stomps his fucking head in it's pretty fucking cool uh, the other two would have been better with better effects because like the bop in the floor with the face if if they didn't flip him over that's a better scene yeah. too because when he's not flipped over so you can't see like the real bad skull skull sorry it's it's looks good. Yeah, it's, like it's only t- when he flips him over and you see this like terrible skull it's like they took a pie uh, crust cut out eyes and a mouth and put that under that and then put fake skin over it. That's how comically bad it looks. <laughs> right, but if you just left him face down when he was getting, yeah. that's that's a fine scene. And then like, and then of course the shooting at the end is kind of uh, it didn't look good. It just didn't yeah. look good. I mean the Gil stuff was fine. The little shoot out there. I mean it's not really explained but you fucking, you know, why not? You fuck, you got, with, you you got, fuck with a boy, you know, that's his friend. Not only is that a, the guy he's working for but it's his friend. You fucked yeah. with him and his wife, and he fucking killed you. So I can believe that aspect. Yeah, and you got to guarantee her safety, so we, we know Alizar is going to die, because that's obviously the logical conclusion of this movie. But the guys that work for him, they need to die, too. Yeah, like, so you got to tie up all... Yeah, yeah. man. And it, he's a gangster, so he knows that yeah. shit, man. So shout out to Gil. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, doing the right thing for your boy. That's all I'm saying. Regardless of, you know, his... You know, racism and homophobia. Oh, you know he's laying it to Deb fucking Morgan, though. <laughs> he might even be the baby's daddy. Let's be honest. I just thought it out there. He might even be. He might have been the person cheating. That was another thing. Uh, another thing that drove me nuts in that first minute. It's like, you find out she's cheating, but it's not ever explained. That's been yeah. going on for three months. Is it serious? No. Can you end it? Yeah. <laughs> that's literally that's literally what happens. That is the depth of emotion given to. Just, yes, I, I know. So those are all like complaints of mine, but like I said, at the end of the day, I still found it entertaining. I did like his interactions in like the fridge 
because in the fridge I think that that was the the, the cooler interactions yeah. you know and unfortunately I do like uh, the one part of the story I do like is that the the guard when they make the guard likable and he's like you know I just wanted you to join her boxing program and then he does what he does it gives you that fuck you moment but you understand why so it's kind of like a cool I thought that that was actually neat yeah again, I think the redemption part of that shows that he had to do what he had to do even though the guy is trying to be nice you give the the movie of a guy who has to lose all his morals to save the people he loves I am in all day I understand that <laughs> the convolution is the convolution is where it gets lost yeah. upon you that's why I said I I looked at the movie and yes, it's not going to get as high of a score as it should, like it should have, if they would have made it better, obviously. But like I looked at it, and I I still enjoyed the movie because I still saw that outline of the fucking movie, and the visual effects and stuff were good enough. Like the actual action, if you will, was good enough for me to go, okay, I can look past some of it, but I can't look past like the the where it lost all of its points is the length, the convolution. Uh, believe it or not, the plot armor wasn't that bad. Like there's some plot armor in it, but like we've watched some movies yeah. that were like plain, plain, had plain nothing but fucking plot armor. plot armor. The movie, but like the plot <laughs> armor wasn't that bad. There was some scenes, obviously, but yeah. like for the most part, I thought that they did a pretty good job of like steering you away from the plot armor. You know, because like it makes sense. True. He has to get to the to cell block ninety nine, so he has to do what he has to do to get there. I agree with Diesel though. Instead of doing the stupid shit they did in between, they should have just shown, hey, here's a guy who did what he did for his family. He has high morals, even though he's angry and he has the wrong friends. He did what he did. He now has to do what he has to do. But to do that, he has to give up his humanity in a way. And he does. And I think that that's the better. If they would have just focused on that, which I think they did show that, but it was convoluted under other things. And I think that's the big takeaway and problem. I'm sure you had, and it was for me as well. Anything you want to add, though? Yeah, so the cinematography, I actually didn't mind. I thought it was a very gritty-looking movie. Once you got into Cell Block 99, though, it's just super dark. Like, I think they needed to light that up a little bit better just so you could see what's going on slightly better. Again, I, I have gripes because I enjoy the movie Drive, the Ryan Gosling movie where he's a very quiet, stoic, but badass guy. But he's likable. Vince Vaughn was not likable at all in this. The massive head tattoo made zero sense to move it forward. It was just like I, I get they're trying to show you he's a badass. I think that's I'm that's just my it, take. Yeah, but it, it just yeah, made no I, sense. I don't think you needed that. No, yeah. neither do I. But I'm just saying I think that's what they were going for. It, Although a bald a bald Vince Vaughn looks more menacing. Yeah, well, without, yeah. even without without yeah. the tattoo it doesn't matter. Just a bald yeah. Vince Vaughn looks a little more menacing. But it, it just missed on so many different beats for me. Like I saw what they were trying to do, and I was like, it's sort of like the Moonfall effect, like. You had some good ideas here. I really wish they would have made that movie. <laughs> I, I can't completely compare it to the Moonfall and the fact, though, because at least there was some execution there. Uh, Moonfall, there was zero. Moonfall, they would get you out of course, and then they would just abandon ship to yeah. go to another course. That that movie really was like the ADD yeah. movie. It goes everywhere. But so I can't say compare it to that, but I get what you're yeah. saying. And then if you just like logically look at it, like obviously through the courts, this guy said nothing because he got the full max term. More than they thought that he was even going to get. You know the guy didn't roll on you. They show no reason why Elazar is in jail. Before the cop shootout, he threw the drugs into the water. Look, we'll come back for them. He did everything right. He did it. everything right. And then, I, again, I could have sworn Roman died in the shootout. So did I. I thought that too. But then Roman just shows up in the back and then to the movie. And it was like, logically thinking, you're just like, well, if Alizar is in jail, someone rolled on him. The only other living person in this is Roman. Right. But once again, I will say to the defense, if he doesn't know Bradley, Alizar does it. 
Roman just lied. He was like, oh, I didn't ride on you, boss. If you're willing to fly in a Korean abortionist, <laughs> you are a slice of the necks of anybody who possibly, possibly wronged you. But we don't know. Maybe he's family. Which, once again, well, if they I think he was. It, it was like barter law or something. Right, right. Like once again, if they flushed it out a yeah. lot more, it would make more sense. Yeah. So there's, and once again, that's just how it is. Maybe, here's the other case. Maybe Alizar's been in that prison the whole time. He had a cell phone and shit. He could have been setting up sales from that prison. Yeah. So we don't know. Once again, though, that is the problem with the movie. They should have explained some of that yeah, right. better, is my opinion. Yes. Uh, Ron, you got anything you want to add? No, you hit it all the way through with everything you guys talked about. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, before we can give our scores, you know we have to find out what the internet gave this movie. And there's only one way we like to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that it is time. Time to play the game. But <laughs> well, last week, Ron squeaked out and got the victory to make him undisputed the champion. He was the champion in absentia, but undisputed now. Can Diesel scrape the, the throne away, or will Ron make it another week? Well, it's time to play the game. Of course, these two gentlemen are going to guess the scores from uh, different sites around the internet. Whoever comes closest, without going over, better known as Price is Right rules, will get the point, unless it comes down to the tiebreaker, because we don't do ties, so it'll be closest to the number. Period. So, because Ron is the champion, he gets the championship advantage of going dose. That means, Diesel, you get to go first. Are you ready? Yep. All right. IMDB, using points out of 10, what did they give? Uh, we'll just say uh, Cell Block 99, so I don't have to say the full name. CB99? All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> CB99. I'm just going to give you the higher or lower. 50%. So 5.0. 5.0. Because it's yep. the points. Great. Ron. I'll give you a leeway 62. All right. Ron says 6.2. Diesel or says. 6.2, yeah. Five, yeah. Both of you guys fucking it up early <laughs> on. And Ron gets the point. 7.1 out of 10. Next up, Ron. Metacritic. <laughs> Mind you, this is critics only. Out of 100%, what did they give CB99? 35. 35 says Ron. There's no way critics like this movie. That's why I went 35. All right. She did Bone Tomahawk. I've heard of Bone Tomahawk. Oh, Bone Tomahawk's real good. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a similar lay 50. I'm just sticking it. 50. So 50. Okay, 50. And you said 32, Ron? Or 35? 35. 35 and 50. And Diesel ties it up and gets the point. 79%. What the? F that's high on. By the way, that's really high on Metacritic because really, were they really watching? good movies get an 80. Uh, once again. I'm telling you, I don't know. You guys must have missed the point. Uh, next up, Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Diesel, you get to go first out of 100%. Reminder of his critic score once again. What did they give CB99? Up is down. Down is up. Light is day. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Ron, 70. 70%. Okay, Ron. Ron's gone to hell. Ron, 70%. <laughs> 35. 35. You said 35. He yeah. said 70. And Diesel takes the lead 2 to 1 as it got 90%. What the tomatoes. fuck did they watch? Next up. <sighs> next up. Rotten Tomatoes fan score. Ron, you get to go first. Out of 100%. And to block the win for Diesel, what did they give CB99? I don't know. I, 72. He said 72%. Diesel. People are dumb. 80. You're going with 80, Ron. 
You just blocked the points. It's uh, 74%. Diesel busted. You were uh, 2% off. <laughs> so now we go to the tiebreaker. It's going to be closest to this number, period. And uh, to decide the winner. This is Google users. Out of 100%, starting with Diesel, what did they give CB99? You better go in the 90s. 90. Even 90. 90. Higher or lower, Ron? Ron. <sighs> oh, God. I don't know. Oh, God. This 89. Ron's going to go a little lower. So if it's higher than a 90, Diesel wins. Yeah. If it's anything lower than uh, 90, then Diesel loses. I, I, I always lose with this case, but. So. Your winner. And still champion, Ron, 73%. Oh, there's the 73%. Okay. Google users is always the abnormal high one. Yes. The fact that that was one of the lower ones is absurd. I would just like to point this out. Uh, all the scores kind of were around each other. So all of your fan voted scores were right around the 7, 70%-ish. And all of your, uh, well, one was at 90. But on Metacritic, being at a 79, which is almost an 80, is almost like being at a fucking 90 on yeah. anything else. Because like really high-rated films, uh, like really high-rated films that we've done, only get like an 82. There's no real 100% there because that's not really how Metacritic yeah. works. <coughs> so like the fact that it's really close to the high end on Metacritic and also at 90%. So critics really love this movie. Um, then again, they like movies that are drawn out and stuff. So that, that could also play a part. So you never know. It depends on the people who are voting on it. But... Ron, you are still the champion, but now I have a feeling that uh, Diesel's going to get some of his frustrations out because now that we've given out those scores, it's time for us to give our scores for CB99. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That's right. That is just like your opinion, man. And of course, we're going to give our nerd score followed by my critic score. Nerd score simple. It is a recommendation score that is built off of our entertainment score mixed with the critic score to give you a recommendation. There is five stages or five levels, if you will. And the first one is a one, which is no. It means it's a terrible film. should never be watched, period. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it also isn't good. You've been warned. A three is, ah, it's good. That means it's a, a good, you know, an average to good film, but there's no really, re it's not an essential film. You're not going to regret seeing it. If you see it, that's fine. You could go see it, but do it at your leisure. Watch it for free if you got spare time, if it's on Netflix or something. But other than that, you know, don't have to run out and go see it. Uh, four is Just Take My Money, and Just Take My Money is uh, the essential films. These are the good to great films. These are the movies that you should go out and see. If they're in the theater, go watch them in the theater. If you have to rent them from somewhere and spend some money, feel free to spend some cash on the film because, you know, it's an essential film and you should see it. And last but not least is The Rarefied Air, known as Certified Nerd in the five spot. These are the legendary films. These are movies like Jaws, like Jurassic Park, uh, you know, there's so many great movies to go there. Avengers Endgame, and so many more that we could put in that category. I know these boys picked Amsterdam last year, so to give you something that's very close. So those are the you know the instant classics. They are they need to be seen, rewatched, and, and broken down. And those are the best of the best. With that, we are now going to get to the scoring for this movie. Starting with Ron, what did you give Brawl in Cell Block '99, and why? Well, this movie is a little bit too long, and there's not enough in the story <laughs> like you don't you, there's just too much stuff you have to use your own imagination for and that's my problem with this movie i am giving it a two Ooh, i've been warned like it's needs needs a little work i mean i get it i understand bad movies people like and i just i missed this one somewhere 
I don't know what else to say. That's fine. Uh, Diesel, it's your turn to shine. All right. So the only enjoyment out of this movie I got was like, oh, shit, that's Deb Morgan from Dexter. <laughs> How hot were the scenes of her and Dexter when they started to like have that weird incestual th- thing going on? This movie is shit. This is certified shit. This might be the worst movie I've had to watch for this podcast. I'm not. At least Moonfall had Fuzz Aldrin. This is a one. Oh, hell no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, wow, I don't know far. if it was. I was really tired last night. I was like, shit, I got to watch this movie. So I, I had to go to Tubi. And I'm watching it. And I'm just like, I just want to go to sleep. And I'm forcing myself to watch it. And it's long and drag out. But when you're already tired, but you're just like, nope, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. This was horrible. This was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, man? I'm going to disagree with both of you gentlemen. <laughs> and, and I'm not agreeing with the internet yeah. completely, but I, I will say this. I, 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 there was a lot of flaws. But at the same time, I still found like the entertainment and the like, side spots. Also, I probably thought it was probably my benefit that I watched it like, you know, like at a decent time. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't feeling rushed or pressured. Um, but at the end of the day, this isn't something great or shattering or ground shaking. So at the end of the day, I just am giving it uh, a three. So uh, it just gets to get old. It's good. It's good. It's good. You know, it's just it's just there. Um, critic score wise, I'm giving it a five and a half out of ten, so it's barely above average. Uh, what put it over to me is some of the kills at the end. I did enjoy that. I do not think this is as good as Bone Tomahawk was, but knowing that the director and writer of this film was the director and writer of Bone Tomahawk, a little more made yeah. sense because he he seems to have a like a lot of directors and writers. He seems to have a certain type of writing directing style so it kind of made a little more sense to me so i guess i had that going for me as well to actually kind of understand where he's going with it i do know other people rant and rave about this film um uh, i did look at some after i watched the movie i did look at some reviews on youtube and it man man people people really do like this movie hence why i'm not surprised the critic scores are so high unfortunately what happens in this movie is i think that and this is and i heard somebody who reviewed it say it so i'm going to kind of go off of it i don't remember who it was uh this director makes it so easy for you to, you know, decide and fill in the blanks. So, unfortunately, I think what happens is just like, remember the second synopsis that we picked and said that it sounded the best, although it was a little off? People have filled in the blanks and made this movie what a lot wanted. better than what it was. And I really do believe that. Um, like I said, I'm a little stronger on it. I know we've all, we've got a one, two, and a three. <laughs> um, I was a little stronger on it because once again, I do like his previous work. So I kind of gave me a clue into how he writes and directs as I'm watching the film. And on top of that, like <clears throat> I've seen way shittier films. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've seen way shittier. All right. I, I need to bring up to the, the music in this movie. Sounds like soulful R&B sung by the whitest people you've ever seen. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that was terrible. But thankfully, thankfully, this movie was not, like, going for the music. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing. It, it was. It is what it is. I, I thought that the piece itself is, like I said, if you... It, not even looking between the lines and adding my own things into it, putting the context together and going, it was too drawn the fuck out. If you shave 45... If you shave 45 minutes off of this film and change a couple things and, and, yeah. and flush the things out that you need to flush out, so this movie comes about an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes long, I think that this movie gets to a four easy if you did those things. Now, mind you, obviously that didn't happen, so I can't live in that make-believe world, and I think other people are living in that. But like I said, I've seen like the shit of the shit. Like I know, all joking aside, I know that I gave Halloween a one. Okay, Halloween end. Sorry, not the original Halloween. Obviously, I give that yeah. a five. Uh, I know I gave Halloween a, a one out. You know, and I think I think out of the out of ten, a one and a half. 
But that was because that movie was, you know, a lot of it was because I said that was what I was going to do if the movie was bad. So, like, if you really ask me on the nerd scale, you know, Halloween ends, believe it or not, is, is really actually a two. Like, there is some things in it that are, you know, it's not the worst of the worst. It's not fear.com. And, and trust me, with all honesty, I, I probably will watch that movie just to review it, just so you guys can understand. And it only comes up because the one actor's in it. Yeah. That movie is terrible. Uh, Chernobyl Diaries is terrible. And the reason why is because there's never a payoff. There's never a point to the plot. There's never uh, there's never any kind of story. At least there is a payoff in this movie. You do get to a point like you do in most action films where you go in there. Now, mind you, and once again, also, this could be biased, and I think this is why Ron maybe gave it a two as well. We did just watch Nowhere to Run. True. And if you think this is bad, <laughs> I got I, go watch Nowhere to Run and give me your fucking feedback on it. <laughs> Because then you'll go, oh shit, this is, this, no, put it this way. After watching Nowhere to Run, this made this movie look like the fucking Citizen Kane of fucking action films. This made this movie look like fucking Die Hard, okay? (laughs) Because in that movie, plot plot armor be damned, and the action scenes aren't even there because literally there's never a time that Van Damme is in jeopardy other than when he's cuffed to a wall once. Uh, If you guys want to hear the full review, it's on an episode of 3FN Rewind. When he got attacked by that titty. You mean when he molested her titty in real life? I mean, mean, I'm all right with seeing uh, Rosanna. That's the only reason it got a higher score from us is really Rosanna. We're we're okay with being horn dogs on it, but... But all joking aside, I did like it a little better. Like I said, it's but it's an average film, and it could have been a better film. And actually, kind of what makes me mad about this film, and probably why I'll never watch it again, is because I'm like thinking about it and talking through the movie. I'm like, man, this movie could have been really, really fucking good, and they dropped the ball on it. So, and unfortunately, like I said, I've seen his other work, and I thought it's very good. But I'm I'm not I don't judge anything on anybody else's work. But there is a style, <laughs> you know what I mean? You you discover there's a style, but in that world for Bone Tomahawk, that style pays off in this kind of action movie. Not so much. Although I will say this, I would like to see him do a horror film uh, with a better special effects guy. But I would like to see him do a horror film because uh, I can just say before you guys see Bone Tomahawk, and I do think everybody should see that movie. um, He uses a lot of those violent elements there a lot better and the effects in that movie are better. And I will tell you this much, the same as the end, it's already brutal. So now you just have to add the killer. So I, I, I feel like he'd do a good job at a horror film. So, with that, that is our review of Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, take it for what it's worth. I think across the board, it's safe to say that it's not highly recommended. If you end up seeing it, you know, you're going to probably fall into one of our camps. I Unless you really go to the theater of the mind and you think it's amazing. I, I, I just don't. Honestly, I don't get how people thought the movie was amazing. Because that, and I, and honestly, with all due respect, I thought this movie was literally the definition of average. And I kind of like it, but it pissed me off because it could have been better. Yeah. The only reason I gave it slightly above average is a five and a half is because, let's be honest, some of the some of those, you know, basically the head stomp and the fucking leg get an extra yeah. half point uh, because the the, the, the buildup is fine. But ugh, it was, I will say this, it was disappointing to what it could have been. You know, it was kind of like one of those don't worry darling moments where I'm yeah. like, man, this movie could have been fucking, this movie could have been high. Like, really fucking high if they would have executed that. Yeah, the good story was hidden in there somewhere, but they just didn't extract it. And I think that's, honestly, I think that's what people have done. They've gone back and just added the, the pieces in themselves, like we talked about, and then they've gone, oh, yeah, this is great. Well, 
that is going to uh, bring us to the end of the show. If you guys would like to give us any opinions on it, hit us up on the social medias. If you need to find the social medias or any other links, it's simple. Visit 3FNpodcast.com. It is your one-stop shop to find all the links for the 3FN podcast, whether it be the social medias, Patreon, Public, friends of the show, you know, local sponsors, musical uh, directory, all of that great stuff. Go to 3FNpodcast.com. Ron, I believe you have some business to attend to. One out of ten stars. Cure for insomnia. Two and a half hours of boredom. Half the audience fell asleep, including most of the kiddos. Beautiful to look at, but that does not make it for an interesting film. That's one out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks people. There you go. Ron's giving you, uh, he wants that smoke. If you guys, uh, once again, send the smoke to Ron. Me and Diesel are out of this fight. (laughs) We are out of this fight. All right. Well, next week we will be back. And next week we'll be reviewing the brand new film, Knock at the Cabin from M. Night Shyamalan. It's either going to be great or bad. We'll find out when we go see it and we'll tell you all about it next week. Until then, uh, check out 3FN uh, Horror Show, which came out this past week. Happy Death Day. As well as this upcoming week's 3FN Rewind right here on this channel. And that will be The King of Comedy starring Robert De Niro. Martin Scorsese's hidden gem, if you you ask me. Uh, Make sure you check that out on the channel. Of course, go back in time. Check out all the reviews we've done. Because some of those reviews, you might have not seen the movie when they came out. And I I implore you to go back and see what we thought about other great films that have come out over the last year or so. And you know, this podcast is going into year five. So we got a lot of content for you. Well... Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. I like my water like I like my men. Flaming. Harry Potter just sucks people. I think that.